Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Emory Continuing Education offers many certificate programs related to the practical application of machine learning, data science, advanced Python and Tableau, and other analytics tools and methods. These applied programs leverage experienced executives, academics, and practitioners with advanced degrees to deliver these Saturday courses typically taught in around 10 weeks. Learn more about the emerging technology programs at Emory Continuing Education to help boost your career advancement at ece.emory.edu. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tag Data Talk. Thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, and with us today, we have Doug Laney, and we're talking about stimulating data science innovation, getting beyond projects. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Hello, Dr. Beverly Wright. Good to be with you. Awesome. Well, let's start off with a little background. Tell us, why are you so cool? I guess because I get to teach an MBA class without being a doctor myself. I don't know. (laughs) No, nobody's ever called me cool before, so um, that's kind of a new one for me. Um, Let's see, I'm an innovation fellow now with uh, West Monroe, a consultancy based uh, in Chicago. It's a, a, a U.S. consultancy focused on, on um, technology and, and, uh, and business con- consulting. Um, I focus on data and analytics strategy. Um, I spent the better part of the last decade as a, um, a research analyst and advisor with Gartner and where I published a, a book. So I guess that's, that's pretty cool, publishing a, a, a book on what's called Infonomics, I guess I'm known as the father of infonomics, um, which involves how to manage and monetize and measure data as an actual corporate asset, not just talk about it like one. That's fantastic. You've contributed yeah. so much to the field just through that piece of work. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start off with, um, we're talking about data science innovation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were kind of chatting, chatting offline before this. And uh, data science and innovation like go hand in hand for you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. such a natural thing. But what, what do we mean when we talk about getting beyond projects? What is this notion of like a data science project? Can you walk us through what we mean by that? Yeah, well, I, I mean, uh, my first, you know, advice to, to folks is, is um, if they're talking about data science and, and they claim that they're a data scientist, that if they can't, and this happens all the time, you ask a data scientist, okay, describe the scientific method to me, right? And many of them can't. Um, and I think nobody has any business calling themselves a data scientist if they can't describe, you know, or follow the the scientific method. So, you know, let's let's start right there and say that you know, data science differentiates itself really from analytics and report writing and ad hoc querying and all of that, uh, e- even from AI by actually following, ideally following, uh, you know, a scientific method. Um, okay. So, so really, it's it's, um, I, I'd say, you know, what once a data science thing becomes a project, that's probably where the data scientist leaves off. And, and what I mean is, you know, we need, to, we need to discriminate between data science and data engineering and, and, and the implementation part of this. And if you're a business and you've got your data scientists working on implementing their models into a business process, then you're gonna lose them. These are people who want to explore with data, they wanna do R&D, they wanna come up with you know, new ideas and, and really be innovative. And, and once you start getting them involved in the operational aspects of you know, operationalizing um, uh, the, the models that they've developed, they're gonna check out. So I would yep. say um, data science itself, 
shouldn't really be a project. It should be an ongoing R&D kind of, kind of initiative that involves mm. experimentation. And then once you get to the project aspect of that, really, you know, like implementing it mm-hmm. um, and operationalizing it, then, you know, maybe the data scientist becomes an advisor, but not, you know, not a, not a primary participant. So I don't oh, know if gotcha. that your, your question. Yeah, yeah. So okay. the idea of, of um, like kind of a, a step, you said it sort of, um, I guess, in the undertext, it was sort of a step-by-step, you know, whereas the project is very focused on a specific problem, right? Yeah. Like there is this problem, we got to solve mm-hmm. it, we got some data, let's go analyze yeah. it. And so um, that notion, what does that do? Yeah. For Maybe I'm being, you know, a little too black and white about it, obviously. Mm-hmm a data scientist can get involved with a project to help sure. solve a particular kind of problem, but the data science isn't really a project, you know, in and of itself, they're participating right. or supporting a, a project or, or an initiative. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the function needs to include things like um, research and you talked about um, mm-hmm. exploration and experimentation and sort of this R and D notion of data science, yeah. but there are so many companies that I know and, and departments that I know that, they're not doing that. They're not, they're literally every single thing they do is to solve some specific problem. So if they operate in that yeah. way and they keep doing project by project, what, that, what does that do to data science as, um, as a discipline and specifically yeah. as a function in their company? Well, most data scientists want to be creative. So they want to come up with perhaps, um, they want to at least have some time to develop answers to questions that haven't even been asked yet, Right. And that's where the, the real innovation comes in. So if you've got, and maybe there's some data scientists that just want to work on defined problems and you know, sit in the basement and, and do that, that's, that's fine. But I think um, for the most part, that, that's more of a statistician than a data scientist. But um, I think a lot of data scientists really want to work on crunchy problems, come up with, uh, again, answers to problems that, that haven't even been, been asked yet. Um, but by generating hypotheses, you, you, can't, you just can't leave it to the business business people to develop um, all of the hypotheses for for a business. One, they don't understand often what kind of data exists. They don't really have the tools or training to ask hypothetical questions about what if or why or um, the, the, the questions that business people typically are asking are more around, you know, wh- what did we sell last quarter, right? Not why did we only sell that last quarter or what can we do to sell more next quarter? You know, that more predictive and prescriptive kind of stuff um, are, are not the, the questions that a lot of business people are really trained to, to even ask, let alone answer. Uh, and I think data scientists need to be the ones who are out there also asking those questions. Well, is it, that's a great point, Doug. Is it, yeah. is it our reliance on, um, on the business to come yeah. up with these questions? Is it because we're relying on the business is that part of why there are so many barriers? Like, why are we not seeing more innovation? Yeah, well, so there are a number of barriers. One is is that ability to innovate and ask the, the, the tough questions. Um, and, and I guess a lot of business people are, are, are not only not trained to ask those questions, but are, not, are, are just scared to ask them or uh, have been beaten down because the questions couldn't be answered because the data doesn't exist or they didn't have the analytic talent to even answer those questions. So... Um, you know, they're just kind of not, not even in that, in that zone, you know, and, um, but, but I also think that um, uh, one of the other, you know, big challenges is implementing the, the solution. So um, we see a lot of great analytic work done, but the business is not uh, prepared to enact or implement, you know, the findings. And so that's one of my, my, my key 
you know, primary questions that I'll ask a business when they want to get into data science or AI or advanced analytics is, are you operationally, managerially, technically prepared to implement the solution, you know, that, that the data science finds? And, gotcha. Um, and if they're, they're not, not, then they're just going to waste time on, on, you know, solving a problem that they're not prepared to, to address. Right. Or, you know, very often it involves making some changes to the business, not just tweaking something little or turning some little knob or, or lever that involves, uh, you know, wholesale changes to the business model. And mm -hmm. a business needs to be prepared to be able to, to execute on that. Um, the other problem is that business people are very comfortable with analytic output um, directed at their eyeballs. Right. And in today's world, um, the, the really exciting things are hap that are happening with data are not directed at eyeballs, they're directed business, at business processes, business processes that operate at a speed that you know, humans can't, can't touch. So analytic output um, more and more needs to be focused on uh, applications and, business pro and, and, and implemented directly into business processes, not directed to, to people. Ah, uh, gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay, so, so a yeah. couple of things that you said. That gets to the engineering part of it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some of the reasons that we're, because, I mean, we recognize data science innovation is a thing. And this is where mm -hmm. we're basically asking questions, or we're answering, we're trying to answer questions that haven't even been asked yet, haven't even been okay. thought of yet, haven't been developed yet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we mean when we say data science innovation is the development of data science to answer questions that we haven't even asked, okay? Right. So we recognize that, and we also recognize that it's important that we're not just trying to answer questions, answer questions, answer questions all day, mm -hmm. but that we're actually looking ahead and that we're trying to figure out, well, what's next and how do we, yeah. how are we going to answer that question? You know, mm -hmm. at some point, everything's right. going to be self-serve potentially with lots of different retailers mm -hmm. or maybe even financial services. Like there'll be a lot of self-serve. And so how are we going to answer those kind of questions sure. that aren't even here yet? So we recognize what is data science innovation and we understand why it's important. But we also see it doesn't really exist that often. And it sounds like you're saying that some of the barriers are there's um, an inability to ask the right questions that are those visionary, elongated, you know, sort of looking forward mm -hmm. kind of questions. There is a lack of data. There can be a lack of talent. We haven't talked about the lack of data. That's another one, of course, or lack yeah. of clean data, right? Lack of good, clean data. Mm -hmm. uh, you're relying on the business, which um, that's like asking a fish, hey, what's it like to wear these shoes? Like fish don't know, <laughs> they don't have feet. I love you know, that. so yeah. sometimes businesses don't know. Um, you also mentioned that implementation can be hard. Like if you, yeah. okay, so if you get the answer, what are you gonna do with it? Like, right. oh, they're not thinking about that. So right. maybe that's a barrier. Uh, there's uh, now you didn't really say this, but um, does budget have anything to do with why we're not seeing as much data science innovation? Where do you think budget ties into all this? Yeah, so so uh, um, you know, again, ideally, data science is an R and D initiative, and if you're not treating it like an R and D initiative from a budgetary standpoint, you know, then you're going to have then your 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 um, data scientists will become just project another part of the ongoing project team. Um, you know, and these kind of statistics really upset me. Um, and not to berate my, my former brethren at Gartner, but you know they predicted that 85% of data science projects will fail. And what they fail to say is, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, fail fast, fail often. Uh, data science projects should fail uh, you know, until you, like any R&D project. I mean, how many different versions of the, um, you know, of, of like the vaccine, you know, the COVID vaccine have they gone through before they got to ones that, that worked, right? How many times did you know, Edison fail at finding the right filament for the light bulb. Right? And so these R&D things need to be ongoing funded initiatives that eventually pay off and are invested in like any kind of you know, portfolio of investments. 
Um, again, yeah, tr just trying to get away from that whole project mentality. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. So the next question is really sort of um, bringing us to like, well, what can, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And one thing you've said very clearly, which I love is that data science should be in an R and D, at least even if it's not organizationally yeah. in the R and D group, it should be positioned as R and D. So that should be the, are, the overall overarching mentality you know, and culture. Yeah, it's of, just seen that way, right? It's just that that's how it should be perceived. Right. But what are some other um, ways that we can make this work? Like, if you were coaching a new mentee or something, and said, and they said, like, we don't do any innovation. I don't even know how to do that. What are some of the other yeah. little tricks that you could give them? Well, so I, I run these innovation, um, information innovation or data monetization workshops. We're looking at ways to drive new value streams from data, and very often it involves you know some degree of data science. Um, and so we take a few approaches. One is going through an exercise to generate hypotheses, to generate questions that haven't been asked before. Um, we'll also lay out the data, all the data that exists for the business people to say, hey, you know, what if we combine this piece of data with that piece of data? You know, could we generate some kind of usable insight, not only for ourselves, but perhaps for stakeholders in our extended um, business ecosystem, our partners and suppliers and suppliers, suppliers and partners, partners and, and so forth. Um, and then Third, we look at examples from, from not only within our own industry, but other industries as well. So I've, over the years, um, compiled a library um, of over 500 examples of how organizations are using data and analytics in innovative and, and high-value ways. And during the workshops, we bring in those stories and we kind of tease them apart and say, okay, is there something interesting here that we could adapt for, for our business? Even though maybe we're a retailer, there's some cool example from manufacturing or from banking that we could bring into our, our business to, you know, um, to, to, to be maybe one of the first to, to do that. You know, cl uh, companies are always asking uh, us as consultants, what, what are others in our industry doing? And you know, my flippant response to that is, why do you want to be in second place, right, or third place? You know, why not look at what others in other industries are doing and think about how to adapt and adopt those ideas to, you know, our our own our own industry. So those are the the kinds of components of the workshops that I run. And, and typically, we will come up with thirty or forty ideas in the matter of a week or two, um, and then we go through a process of prioritizing them based on their feasibility, their operational, ethical, legal, managerial data feasibility, technical feasibility, and so forth. See what kind of, and then we'll look at the economics of the, the idea as well and see what kind of floats to the top. Um, and then, you know, go out and get budget to, to implement that. So uh, there's a discipline, you know, behind it to, to that yeah. whole ideation phase. Awesome. So um, yeah. I, I, I tend to pick apart everything you say so that I can sort of put it into bullets. Uh -huh. And I, I think I got the following okay. from, uh, from this past blurb. In that um, if you really want to get more data science innovation and you're mm -hmm. stuck on the treadmill of project by project, but you know that that's not sustainable, like you've mm -hmm. eventually got to look further than that. Um, yeah. So some of the ideas you mentioned were organizational um, structure mm -hmm. is definitely a thought. Um, there's also training that should happen. Like do people really grasp even what data science innovation is? within the organization. Right, we haven't even talked about data literacy, you know, and, right, and, exactly. and understanding what data science is, is, is part of that whole data literacy program that, that companies need. Yep, so training, organizational structure, mm -hmm. um, partnerships uh, can help stimulate data science innovation. Right, actually um, when I run these innovation workshops, I, I encourage clients to bring in a partner or a customer or a oh. supplier into those workshops, right? To represent, yeah. you know, hey, you guys have this data. We didn't know you had this data. If you package it up in this way and we analyze it with our data, we could come up with some really new, you know, way to 
move the business forward. So oh, that's awesome. Um, I yeah. love that. I, I had a client once that um, they said that the only way they would have innovation happen is if it happened from the ground up being their customers. So they had to get their customers to convince yeah. their senior leadership <laughs> to do yeah. anything that, that yeah. wasn't going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. everything has to pass or right. pro- provide some kind of ROI. And it really shouldn't be that mm-hmm. way is what we're saying. Um, we also mentioned leveraging examples. Like here's a way that you can, um, right. you, you know, do something that's innovative in data science. By the way, that's and, my next book. Oh, great. <laughs> Publishing a book here in a few months. I love um, it. Kind of, I don't know the title, but it'll be around the art of the possible with data and analytics. It'll be a compendium of a hundred or so inspirational um, examples for business, mostly your, business your, people. Your cat's going to help you with that book, right? Yeah. To be either, um, they'll be either inspired or shamed by these examples, right? Love it, love it, love it. And then the last two I had were, uh, again, this is sort of extracting and mm-hmm. reading between the lines a little bit, is um, develop a system of champions or advocates, like people within the company that are like, you know, hey, yeah, let's do some innovation. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, culture t- uh, mm-hmm. plays into a, a great deal. You know, if yeah. you're always thinking about data science as mm-hmm. we got a problem, we're going to solve it, and then here's the return, mm-hmm. the end. This, if it's yeah. always got to be that, then you're never going to innovate. You're never mm-hmm. going to get ahead. So very good. My um, but my last question for you, Doug, is what final piece of advice? You've got mm-hmm. some kid that just graduated their <laughs> master science program. They're about to go work for some major, you know, uh, major, you know, uh, company. And now they're trying to figure out like, gosh, how do I avoid that? Like I, I want to do, because like you said, data right. scientists are typically very curious, you know, they're, they're, right, right. they're into tinkering and things like that. And they don't want to just constantly run projects right. as an order taker. So how right. can you encourage this new data science talent? Like, what would you say? What final yeah. piece of advice would you give them? I would stimulate? say, I would say they should learn as much and, and, you know, you don't get a lot of this from school. So mm-hmm. learn as much as you can about how to help business people um, ask, you know, juicy questions, right? Love it. Come up with Love hypotheses. It. Help business people develop hypotheses and spend as much time on that as you do on learning, you know, whatever the latest and greatest technology is, which is going to go out of style in 18 months anyway. <laughs> so, so inspire inspire your business partners yeah, to dream yeah. big. And then I would say from a strategy standpoint, um, and these are kind of the core, one of the core components of, of Infonomics is, you recognize that data is an asset very, you know, people often liken it to oil and mm-hmm. um, data has unique properties that oil doesn't, you know, you can use it over and over again. You can use it multiple ways simultaneously. And that when you do use data, you're typically in a position to capture more data about, you know, wherever and whenever that data was used. So that's very unlike oil. And I think those, those key economic uh, characteristics of data n- need to find a way into the business model itself. And, and data scientists can help do that. They can't, they're not the only ones who can help that, but recognize data is not the new oil. It's yeah. potentially much more valuable than oil because it has these unique characteristics. Awesome. Thank you so much to Doug Laney Thanks, for everyone. talking to us about stimulating data science innovation, getting beyond projects. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.